How's it hanging, folks? Long time no see. Welcome to episode 18 of the First and Ten podcast. My name is Mike Clement, and as always, alongside me, not really, I make this analogy way too much, Cage DePaulo's here, and he's about to say something. I am. I was going to cut you off, but then you said I was about to say something, so I had to hold off. Michael, we are finally a legal adult. We are. We are. We're, we, are we upgraded from that provisional license. We now have an operator's license, so we can drive as many people in our car as we want. And uh, we have a lot of people to drive because we have to bring a lot of players to their new teams, Michael. Oh, yes, yes. Um, free agency went on in the... Has been... Has a full swing, full I would Full swing, like to say. and... It just so happened that in the week or two or so that so much went on, we were just way too busy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I do you want to explain where we've been for the past, I guess, week or two, Michael? Well, I was back home nearby. And you. I was home with you. Yes. I I was back home last week on spring break and I toward the end of the week we got just way too busy with that. Just mm. just, uh, just uh just seeing so many people. Just my, yeah, my catching time was, up, and I mean, I yeah. also had work and stuff. Yeah, I, my, I, I tried to budget my time as, um, just as much as possible, and here we and are. And I, I feel sorry. You can go, Michael. Uh, Already yeah. jumping ahead. We're, oh, yeah, we're, I was just about to say that we made the mutual decision to put another episode off until this week, and we're mm. just gonna have one big, um, episode filled with uh, a shit ton of stuff. The free agency frenzy episode, we can yes. call it. Free- but yeah, Michael and oh, Michael, please again go. God, see, Michael, we take a week off and just we're we're interrupting each other all the time. I wasn't actually gonna say anything worthwhile. I was just gonna repeat what you said. Okay, that works. But yeah, Michael and I, uh, we we felt like we were kind of slowly burning out doing this every week, and we also were kind of we wanted to step back and like talk about what <laughs> we had planned for this podcast and what exactly we wanted it to be. We realized we were slowly just getting a little too into just reading like knowledge just or facts just straight off of, you know, our show sheets. So we took a week off. It was way too news oriented. Yeah. And Michael and I are just way too like chill. I feel like Michael, I feel like we're way too just chill of people to have to get this focused news oriented only podcast. And I also felt like it probably wasn't as entertaining for us to just spew off sheets people could have found on Twitter. Yeah, I want to I, I want to debate you, Cage. I want to be screaming at you. Oh, my God, please. I want to tell you about how how they need 12 people on the defense. That was still what? one of, I think, our favorite arguments we oh, yeah, ever I had about that on the show. <laughs> you forgot about that yeah. one? Oh, my God. I was just taking from... a sip of water and I like kind of went down the wrong way because you just said that. I was like, what? <laughs> You had no idea, like what I was referencing. Yeah, but that's that's humorous, Michael. Yeah, humorous, I would say. It but just shows how much I, I I care about this podcast, I guess. Yeah, Michael, I rewatch every single episode before I go to sleep. <laughs> so I just want you to know, I'm fully knowledgeable about the past 17 excursions we've had on the first and ten podcast. It's been 17. It, it, it's it's been wild that like we've almost put in like I I, I want to say about like close to five months i think yeah close to i mean five think months. about it 20 what 20 episode 26 will be half a year well technically not really because we took, oh yeah we, there there were some gaps that we had to take that's true but, that's true but that's just our fault 
anyway. But that's, yeah, that's just us. Besides that, it'll be, episode 26 will be roughly around half a year. Yeah. But that's not even just our fault. I mean, any any newer podcast has those gaps and bumps before you can be like, you know what I mean, super mm. uh, consistently like that every single routine. So, yeah, but yeah, around episode 26, regardless, we're about, say, eight more episodes away from doing this for half a year, which I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also too, it's it's worth mentioning that we've decided to um, change our schedules again for the show. It, um, mm. We're still gonna be having episodes released Fridays. However, during the off season, until probably like preseason starts up, we're gonna be just having biweekly episodes because we yeah. we've decided that like there's just way like too little content probably like. A couple we're, weeks we're, down the road, really... there's not going to be much. Like it's 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 heating up now, but it's going to calm down in like a week. Exactly. Like the thing is, we're really picking, like straining out the news. And I, I I said to Michael, and I think Michael obviously Michael agreed that it's not entertaining for you guys or for us to just try to pick out the little things that there are. It's the off season for a reason. So obviously, once you know, I agree with Michael. Once preseason starts and training camp, we'll definitely get back more on our weekly routine. But I think for the off season, while things are a lot slower and not as busy, Michael and I are planning on at least only doing about two episodes or two episodes a month every other week. I think unless it's something crazy were to happen, obviously, Michael, like yeah, say we the have, draft, we like, have, like if the draft falls on an off week for us, we're not going to wait a whole week to do to talk about the draft. Yeah, exactly. We'll make a draft episode. Exactly. But aside from those like bigger events for the NFL and whatnot, we'll be sticking to more of a biweekly schedule until around the end of July. Yeah, I mean it's just for our sake too because. We we are both full time students and Cage as a part time worker. I wish I had a job, but I, <laughs> I wish I was a part time. Frankly, you I can wish work I, for me tonight. I wish dude. I had revenue. Um, if but, you if you come down to Smithfield, you can work for me tonight. I'm not trying to work. All right, I may. Yeah, come, yeah, just come right down. I'll all give right. you my server apron, and you'll be good to go. All right, I'll I'll hop in my car and I'll I'll be there for the start of your shift. Uh, before you come back to Smithfield, though, I'm going to need you to drop off a few players, like we mentioned, to their okay. new teams. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. If that's cool. Cage, I've been waiting to um, get this recorded. Mm-hmm. But, and yes. we're, we're, we're going to hop right into the content here, but the Browns got OBJ. The, the Browns. The Browns o- Odell got- Beckham Jr. is a Brown. Is a Cleveland Brown. This dude. is old oh. ass news. This is old by now. It's it's. But we have you you, you like. I don't even know what to say. You, I'm as speechless as you right now. I, I Michael. I, I mean, you were there. I literally for those for those listening. I was very emotional. I I remember like it being 3 a.m. the day they traded for him. And still just sitting there and being like, oh, my God, we, we have Odell Beckham Jr. Like, we literally have a perennial, you know, once-a-generation wide receiver. You know, he's as good as Antonio Brown, as Julio Jones, as DeAndre Hopkins. And I was just star. I was starstruck. And the Browns got OBJ. It's crazy, Michael. OBJ is here in he is Cleveland. Here I'm, in Cleveland. I'm, I am so hyped to see him pair up with Jarvis Landry. And Baker, it's gonna be. I mean, GG. not not even just Baker and Jarvis. I, just think about all the players on the Browns. 
yeah. offense. Yeah, and they've got they've got Nick Chubb, they've got Duke Johnson, Antonio Callaway, they've got David Njoku, and they have Kareem Hunt who will be coming back week eight. Yeah, like that like, is a star-studded offense, if I say so myself. There, there is a lot going on there, and plus, it's worth mentioning on the flip side that the Browns also got Sheldon Richardson. They did, which was also a great signing. That's a big and boy Olivier move by Vernon. Them. Yes, the Browns, the Browns basically <laughs> the Browns just like shellacked the Giants. Yeah, and then, like, the Browns, the Browns frisked the Giants and took everything they had essentially. Yeah, like the, the the Browns just like held a gun up to like the Giants' heads. And be, Dave Gettleman like, had nothing he could do. <laughs> Dave Gettleman is just he's just dumbfounded now. Even though like he's the one who made the decision to get rid of Odell Beckham for like for no, next to nothing. Yeah, for like well, no, all right, no it reason. wasn't next to nothing. I I should rephrase this. The Brown the 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 Giants got a first, a third, and Jabril Peppers. They got essentially they got two first round picks because Jabril Peppers plays the quality. He's a good safety. He's no you know. Every all pro safety like a Tyron Mateo, you know what I mean, or or an Earl Thomas who just recently signed with the the Giants, actually, uh, not the Giants. Oh my God, the Ravens actually. But he's a good safety. I I loved I like Peppers, and it is sad to see him go. Although I'm already on the Eric Berry to Cleveland hype train, but I will get rid of Peppers in our first round pick for OBJ any day of the week, Michael. I would too. Any day of the week, no no hesitation. Yeah, the the Giants should have gotten more vote for OBJ, but they oh didn't they should have gotten because way they more. wanted to get rid of him, which is just okay, extremely now, dumb. But but side argument here, who actually got less? Because what did the Steelers get for Antonio Brown? They got a third and a fifth, I believe. Yeah, so who actually got less for their player? If you think about it, because I'm I'd not say, gonna lie, I'd not even Steelers... getting a first for AB is not a good look. I say the Steelers, but it, like just the way the Giants made the trade just leaves a sour taste in my mouth just because like it seems blatant to me that Dave Gettleman did not want OBJ to stick around. Like he he had a personal vendetta against him. And No, which, yeah, I mean there was <clears throat> there was definitely turmoil in between, you know, him and the front office just between the last season or so. And I I truly don't believe OBJ is that bad of a guy from everything I've read since he's become a Brown as I am now the number one OBJ fan in the world. But I, I just think that it, him in New York needed a split up. I think, honestly, I, I don't know what's going on in New York between the moves they make and everything. It, I feel bad for Barkley, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's going to become the Saquon Barkley show unless they draft like dk metcalf or something like that yeah i mean sterling shepherd isn't a bad wide receiver but he's not a good one if you know what i mean he has not proven that he is number one wide receiver talent and that's what he is gonna have to be that's what he's gonna have to be yeah he he needs to be a number one wide receiver evan ingram's gonna have to step up too big time or at least the giants defense is gonna have to involve evan ingram big time yeah, Evan Ingram's gonna need. He's gonna need a huge year three, and I think towards the second half of last year he played well. Wasn't he on your fantasy team, Michael? He was on my fantasy team. He was actually my keeper, and um, in our league because he he uh he I, I thought he was gonna do well. He he's a great tight end. It's just like the Giants don't really use him that much unless like they they have him block, but like they never really. I mean, Eli almost never targets him. Never. 
or I mean, at the beginning of the season, that was the case. Towards the end of the season, like Ingram got a couple more catches. Like he saw more reps, but it still was not much. And I, I think a stem of the Giants' problem is they. It's just Eli Manning and his time needs. Like I really think they need a split up personally. And I don't think it's going to happen this season now after everything that's happened. But I, I just think it's it's coming down the road. You know what I mean, Michael? Yeah. Um, I could see the Giants drafting a quarterback in this draft. I could also mm. see them not in just yes. because I feel like that would just be their <laughs> – it would make too much sense their for Their MO. Yeah, it, it makes too much sense for them to just draft a quarterback this year. But they're not going <laughs> to. I feel like no, they're just they, not that, going to. That would be too easy for them to do. That would make too much sense. I do, I do want to say there is another team that I'd like to talk about in today's episode personally, and I feel like to ask you about it, is the Lions. Matt Patricia, Michael, he's building a, a Costco Patriots. What do you think about that? I don't. I have not talked to you about this yet. You know, you, so I'd like to get your, you, your you, actual live reaction to it. You know, before, before I start, we had the perfect segue, you know, to move over to the Jets, but... Well, I guess I guess you wanted to go straight to Detroit. Uh, all right. Well, listen up, Michael. I'm sorry. I've been antsy to ask you this question. We haven't recorded in like two weeks. Yeah. The chemistry's thrown off, Michael. It's it thrown off. It's, I, I feel thrown, it's thrown off. off. But anyway. Michael, I promise you. Listen, listen. Let's talk about the lines right now. I will find us a segue to the Jets. Okay. Just, just do your thing. I'll okay. figure this out, Michael. <laughs> okay. Keep searching. Anyway. All right. I think I I, I like what the Lions have been doing. I I. They, it's blatant to me that they are trying to form their own Patriot way, and I f- fully respect that. I think Matt mm. Patricia can do that, and I think he's well on his way. He had some momentum last year. He couldn't really get much going, but now that he has more pieces that he's like actually able to work with, i.e. Trey Flowers... <laughs> um, huge pickup huge pickup Matt, and honestly Trey Flowers, even Danny Amendola yeah Trey Flowers and Danny Amendola both former Patriots Trey Flowers probably is one of the best edge rushers in the league and I'm mm-hmm. very happy for him that he got paid in Detroit Danny Amendola he he see I, to me I think he seems really determined to do something in Detroit he really couldn't get much going in Miami it was also surprising to me that he didn't come home to New England though it's surprising, but I feel like clearly, you know, he just didn't want to be in New England. I, I feel like he must have maybe known his role wasn't there or even knew the money. Again, I mean, the whole reason he went to Miami was, was he wanted – he just wanted to make money. Yeah. I don't blame him. He's I don't won, blame him Did either. he win two rings? Yeah. He has two – He won two – He has two rings. Um, He also, I mean, has gotten drilled in New England, like, so many times. Like – Yeah. He, he – they, they used him a lot in New England, but – at the same time, like, it took its toll. It did. And I, and I mean, that's the thing, too, is I think Danny, if I'm Danny Amendola, I think a big reason he didn't go back to New England is, one, he knew what his role was, and he knew he wouldn't be making as much. And what else does he have to prove in his career? He's not a Hall of Famer. He knows that. He had a decent career. He had a lot of injuries, unfortunately. But he won rings, something Hall of Famers haven't done, some of them. So why not just take the money and just enjoy the rest of your career? Which is, I think, what he's doing and what it... You yeah. know, he's shown he's done by signing with Miami and now with the Lions and not going back to the Patriots. Yeah, I agree. He's just kind of doing his own thing. He's just letting it, let, let, letting everything just hang. Just kind of fall together, I suppose. Yeah. 
Anyway. But uh, no, Trey Flowers is a great pickup because the thing is, I I really feel like Matt Patricia needs good defensive playmakers because it's obvious we know he's not an offensive coach. Uh, so he needs more defensive pieces because I think the the second half of the year, I think the Lions were playing well. Um, obviously, you know because of their rocky start, I think it was tough for them to be in contention with playoffs. But the Lions didn't play badly, so I think Matt Patricia knows what he's doing at least. They definitely improved from week one. <laughs> Yeah. They, oh my God. <laughs> to they, say yeah, the they, least. <laughs> to say the least. That was when they got smacked by Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. He, they got absolutely Oof. shellacked by the Jets. That's rough. That is, that mean, was rough. I forgot about that. But I mean, a couple weeks down the road, they beat New England. So true. That was, so that I was guess a huge win for them. That was a huge win for them. But Michael, we're not we're not GMing Detroit just yet. Listen, we're yes. we're jumping the gun a okay, little let bit. Me, we'll, we'll get back to that. Let me talk about Jesse James, Cage. Let me talk about Jesse James. <laughs> All right, talk I you love Jesse James. Go right I'm ahead. I'm a big Jesse talk James about. guy. I want it I mean, I wanted Jesse James to come to the Patriots just because I mean, with rumors that Gronk may retire, Jesse James is a very solid tight end. He's a very under the radar guy, I feel, but I I think he could make a huge difference in an in an offense just as a receiver, I, I think I mm. think he just is a really solid tight end. Just if you want to like have him just for a dink and dunk guy, yeah, he he makes like moves. even if it's just for like first downs, like short yardage first down situations. Yeah, that's all but you also, really need. Jesse James has also been known to make some really good like uh, athletic catches down the field as well. So I think it's a versatile thing because I do think Matt Stafford has nobody. <laughs> like I don't know. At least you can argue with me. I think he really does has been hurting in the um, throw receiver or skill position yeah. department for a few ever years since, now. <laughs> ever since Calvin Johnson retired, like he's had Golden Tate, and that's it. <laughs> and that was it. And then they traded Golden Tate. Yeah, and now Marvin Jones has to kind of carry the team. Has to has to carry the but team, I, but that's why I think I like... Danny Amendola and Jesse James are going to help that out. Um, I really think stealing, snatching offensive playmakers from Pittsburgh tends to work out. Uh, look at Emmanuel Sanders, and you know even Antonio Brown. We think is going to do well. So taking these uh, studs that were formerly in Pittsburgh has shown to help out teams, kind of like New York did, or. Did by, is doing by signing Le'Veon Bell. See, I told you, Michael, I got you. Good segue, Cage. Thank, Thank you. you, Michael. Thank you. Yes, so the Jets, I mean, the most notable players that they have picked up, in my opinion, obviously Le'Veon Bell, obviously C.J. Mosley. I like, I, but I really like how they picked up Kalichi Osmeal from the Raiders. Mm. That, that was yeah. also a very good trade. Did they trade yeah. for him or did they sign him? I forget. I, uh, I think they I'm signed all, him. I'm all discombobulated. Yeah, I think they. I think they signed him. We'll we'll go on the record and say they signed him. <laughs> we'll go on the record. We'll we'll double down. Yeah, but yeah, I I, I Kalichi Osmiel is a very good blocker, and besides like Nick Man, I don't even know if Nick Mangold is even on the Jets anymore. But like, uh, I think he retired, didn't he, Michael? He probably did like a while ago. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll, I will live update. Look this up on my phone for you. Well, you yeah. continue. Anyway, like that. What I was meant to say, if in the event that Nick Mangold is retired, which I'm assume, I think he is actually. I, I the Jets haven't really had a blocker that really has been as effective. As Nick Mangold was like ever since he left. Yes, he retired in 2016. Oh Jesus, I'm three yeah, years so off. Yes, he has been retired for a f- for a few years now, Michael. Just a few. I'm I'm three years off. But anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
the Jets have not really had as good of a blocker as Nick Mangold was. Yeah, no, they really haven't had that key offensive piece. But yeah, I I think what I like the most, obviously, Le'Veon Bell is going to help that offense so much. But on the flip side, I really like that they brought in C.J. Mosley. I, I like that yeah. they, they gave him the money to bring him in. I think that him and uh, Jamal Adams, I just blanked on his name, jeez. Um, and you wanted to talk about the Jets too, Michael. I, I give you the I give you the little the little snippet, and you're out here blanking on every. You thought Nick Mangold was still on the team? KG ruined my Michael. momentum. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go on the record and say that you just ruined my okay. momentum here. You know what? I'll take I'll take solace in that, and I'll take your momentum, and I'll go out and say that personally, Michael. I think it sucks for the Jets that Anthony Barr. Decided to not sign with them. They yes, they got C.J. Mosley, another player yeah, I loved been, for the it, Browns. It would have been like, I like that was like the difference maker for me. Like seeing that Anthony Barr and C.J. Mosley on that team like scared me a little bit. But seeing that Anthony Barr decided to go back to Minnesota, that kind of mm-hmm. like calmed me down a little bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the thing is, I think Anthony Barr and C.J. Mosley and Greg Williams having Greg Williams be. Uh, your defensive coordinator on Cleveland for a few years. I definitely feel like I've seen a lot of his defense and have a somewhat idea of what he likes to run. So I feel like if they were able to get Anthony Barr and C.J. Mosley on that defensive side of the ball with people like Jamal Adams and uh, Leonard Williams and that whatnot, I really think that that could have been the corner piece for this Jets team to be competitors next season. And I'm not saying I don't think they will because I really think, you know, Le'Veon Bell... Uh, Robbie Anderson, Quincy Inunua, and Sam Darnold. They can give Darnold a few more pieces and maybe protect him a little better, like you said. I, I think that they will definitely could surprise some people. But it just it really is a herder to have Anthony Barr leave because having that tag team duo as linebackers, which I think is such a important position, would have been huge. But obviously, he wanted the spotlight, so he went back to the Vikings, which was great for them to uh, be able to finally get or get a player back of their own again and see you know bring him in and kind of let him lead the team still obviously i think it's for less money but i could be wrong i don't know michael if you know that number or not i i i do not know that number but Mm -hmm. i think that obviously they were probably similar contracts yeah maybe i don't know maybe i don't know we don't know we don't know um but yeah, Anthony Barr is back. That's really the only signing I remember hearing out of Minnesota, right? I feel like they've been very quiet. They've been quiet. And I mean, like, like, other than re-signing Adrian Peterson, just jumping to another, jumping to the Redskins here, other than, like, re-signing Adrian Peterson and actually bringing in Landon Collins, I mean, Washington <laughs> hasn't done much either. No, <laughs> yeah, Washington. But getting Landon Collins is huge for them. Well, actually, Washington also traded for Case Keenum. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, that was... The, that just that, happened a few weeks that was, prior. That was so actually the blockbuster of. trade of the offseason. Yeah, that was that was the big deal. That was not that's Antonio what everyone Brown was talking about. The Raiders. It's actually just <laughs> it's actually Case Keenum going to the Redskins. That was the big it's one. It's actually Case Keenum going to the Redskins. Yeah, that was the big one. But uh you actually kinda kind of made me think, and I feel like a big reason the Vikings aren't uh kind of spending big, at least from what I've read about in this free agency is I just realized, I mean, they're probably still paying Kirk Cousins up the ass, Michael. Oh, they are. 
Like they like, they they don't have money to probably it, spend it's on It's the free same agency. thing in Green Bay. Like they they don't have that much cap space because they're dumping all their money into their quarterback. Yep. And then they wonder why like they're ailing at certain areas like because they don't have the money to retain the good guys or to bring get, in good yeah. guys. That that's that's so true. That's exactly right, honestly. So Cage, I have I have an important question for you as mm-hmm. as you've been since you've been meaning to ask me about the Lions, I'd like to ask yeah. you about your thoughts on the Ravens bringing in Mark Ingram and Earl Thomas. Do you, do you think that those are going to be effective players for them? Do you think, like, since they're a little older, they're going to maybe not be as good as we expect? I don't know. What, so what are your thoughts? I think, I think personally, I know this is very early, and, you know, with the NFL, nothing's given. But I think the Ravens and the Browns are making up building up around so it's really a two-headed race for the division this season which is crazy to think about because i feel like honestly you know the past few years it's been a lot of Bengals and steelers and i really feel like the ravens and browns all of a sudden made this huge like 180 and they're they're back in the hunt it seems like but i think these are good pickups for them i i think they needed a running back or a solid running back not Gus Edwards and, you know, Buck Allen. They needed a solid running back, an all-pro, because the thing is, Lamar Jackson in that offense, he's not a passer. We we know this. No one's trying to convince us Lamar Jackson is a passer. Mm-hmm. They're trying to implement a strong run offense. And the best way to do that, Michael, is get a crazy running back like Mark Ingram. Yeah. Granted, this could flop. We don't know, because Mark Ingram has had bad years before and he was suspended last season so we obviously you know the Ravens are probably hoping he doesn't do the stupid decisions he did he did he did last time he don't did he don't did last time but I think it that can only help the Earl Thomas signing I do like I think him them him Tony Jefferson and Marlon Humphreys that's who their young cornerback is make a very good defensive backfield and it's actually weird I feel like this addition the Ravens are almost low-key changing their defense around because if you think about it, they lost all their pass rushers. Uh, Terrell Suggs went to the Cardinals. Yes. Right? Terrell Suggs went to the Cardinals. C.J. Mosley uh, went to the Jets, as we covered. C.J. Mosley went to the Jets. Uh, Zadarius Smith went to the Packers. So they, they lost all of their edge rushers, all of their pass rushers, but now they have this great, or on paper, great defensive backfield. And it's almost like they've shifted identities in one offseason with their defense, which is very impressive to do because some teams don't have defensive or offensive identities for multiple seasons, well, let I, alone completely changing yours around. I don't think they necessarily like changed it this offseason because, as we remember from the last, I mean, last year, last regular season, toward the end of the year, their pass like coverage was very, very good. Like the only reason that they stayed. It, like they forced overtime against the Chiefs was because of that pass coverage. Like, yeah, th- like I, I think that just they're probably buying in on that now. Mm-hmm. They're probably just investing more into it just to keep it like the way it was to hopefully like not change anything up like in that department. But I, I yeah, I like it. I, I definitely think you're right. I get with what you're saying, like thinking back on it. I just think that I mean they I, they don't have really many pass rushers. They're not going to have a prominent pass rush at all as of now. I I would imagine no, that we should probably see... go to the draft for that. That's what I was about to say. I I would imagine Michael. You know, thanks for cutting me off, but I would imagine that we would see them go to the draft for that. But yeah, I I, I mean. 
It's exciting. I hate the Ravens. I hate the Ravens. I will biasly say that right now, but I hate everyone in the AFC North that's not the Browns, as you do with the AFC East, I would assume, Michael. It's, I don't know. I I go, like, back and forth between, like, disliking teams in the AFC East. I, like, feel bad for the Jets. Well, or I, I was going, the- you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say, Michael, I feel like it's actually quite different between me and you because you know, you grow up, and I, I, I don't hate the Patriots. I'm not bashing them, but the Patriots win all the time. Yeah. You know this. this is, everyone I've, knows this. I've grown up so, a very spoiled football fan. Well, I feel like the reason you have, like, almost a sense of sympathy and feeling bad for the, uh, like, the AFC East, other contenders like the Jets and the Bills and the Dolphins is almost because since the Patriots, you watch the Patriots dominate them for so long, you're just like, oh, man, like, come on, guys, play it close. We're like, I literally have had to watch the Ravens cheese their way to stupid Browns, like wins over the Browns, like that, like kicked field goal back in 2016 or the blocked field goal in Monday night football where he was offsides and all this bullshit that and watching the Browns lose. I just want the Browns to stick it to the AFC North. I I agree. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I see the, the AFC East, I feel bad for the jets. Mm-hmm. Um, the bills I'm kind of indifferent about. They can okay. They, they sometimes rub me the wrong way. Yeah, just because like they're just their whole culture there. Mm-hmm. Um, I the dolphins I hate actually. I really don't like the dolphins. Why? Why the? Is it because of the the miracle in Miami or whatever it is? Well, that has me upset. It's just like seeing every like. It, it's just that like New England just historically in the past like. Fe- multiple seasons have not done well in Miami and it's just really annoying seeing that happen oh also, yeah like, well, I, I, I mean I, mm-hmm. I also am not a big fan of Adam Gase but like j- well seeing him in New York now I guess I gotta change my thoughts on them but true the the Dolphins in general the robot just, that is Adam Gase yeah, the Dolphins just rub me the wrong way like worse than the Bills like if I if I were to rank it like I would say it would be Jets at the top, Bills middle, Dolphins. I just hate. Dolphins can go kill themselves. Like the Dolphins, like I, I just want to put like a cork in the blowhole, just so it would like suffocate. Mm-hmm. True, I, but like, don't you like Brian Flores though? Like, I like Brian Flores. Aren't you a little happy about that hiring I, at all? I, I like Brian Flores. I like that coaching staff now because he brought a lot of New England guys over. Mm. But, I mean. Probably in the they're in they're in position to kind of change my mind about them. Okay. Because assuming what it looks like since they traded Tannehill to Tennessee, which makes no sense to me. That doesn't make any like, sense. Is is Who Tannehill is their quarterback gonna, right is, now? Is Mariota just gonna like lose his job at some point in the season? Like what's up? No, with I that? I don't think. But like, but staying on track with the Dolphins here, like they're probably on pace to probably tank for Tua I don't know <laughs> yo all I was the one who said that to you all signs point to that right now <laughs> yo yeah they're tanking for Tua dude I'm telling you it's 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 happening tank for Tua because the thing is like you said free agency has already been in the in the middle and like the mix the swing of it if the Dolphin who else what free agent quarterbacks are left because they were trying to get Tarod Taylor and he signed with the Chargers which was crazy I think I did not see that coming but he signed with the Chargers you know Teddy Bridgewater signed back in New Orleans. They haven't. They struck out on every single free agent quarterback. It seemed like who else is left? Like, 
if I'm the Dolphins and I don't draft a quarterback this draft, which it doesn't look like they are because, like you said, it seems like they're going to tank for Tua, like, how do you convince your fan base you're not tanking? You really can't. I think that's well, – right, you right, really right, can't. Right now it looks bad just because, like, they haven't made a move yet. Mm-hmm. I Actually, I, I just formulated a hot take here. Okay. Oh, my God. Live hot take. Live I hot love take it, Michael. Here. Hit me with it. Let, let's add some pizzazz to the show. Okay. So, my thoughts here. The Dolphins trade up in the draft okay. to where the Giants are in the first mm-hmm. round and take Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins. And take Dwayne Haskins. Okay. Interesting. Now, I have a hotter take for you. Let it rip. The Giants move up in the draft and take Kyler Murray by giving the Cardinals their two first-round picks. Thoughts? The Cardinals would be dumb not to take that. Right? That would be the like... The Cardinals would be... The, if the Cardinals take Kyler Murray, they're, like, infinitely dumb. But, like, they're yeah. even dumber that, like, if the Giants offer, like, two first-rounders, a.k.a. two first-rounders... In Let a me not stress this very enough. Not one, but two first-rounders. See, in, a good... in the past few years... How many guys taken in the first round have been amazing? True. But like True. two for one. Two. two of them. Two of them for, for one. one. Two and of they'd them for be one, moving dude. down like what? Like three picks? Three, four they picks? Would be moving, they would be moving down three picks and then they would get the 17th pick in the draft. That's That would be a steal. That would be a crazy steal. That, I think so. The, the Cardinals would have 10,000 IQ. The 10 billion... The, the 10 million... Would, IQ plays if they were playing the long con this whole time by saying mm-hmm. they wanted Kyler. Yeah. Just to get like the Giants to pull the trigger on that. To bait. That oh, that be, would be huge. That like the, the Cardinals would be the smartest team ever. If they think were to about do it, that. because the thing is if they did that, they would be able to get like a jo- Josh Allen or Nick Boza at five where the Giants are drafting. Yeah. They would be able to get their pass rush, which they need. They have the quarterback, and then they could use the 17th pick on, like, DK Metcalf. Bam. GG no re. GG no re. Done. Cardinals, done. Cardinals, Look at that, Michael. Cardinals, Michael, we're doing the, we are doing the Raiders today for our Make Us Your GM, and we, just already, we also just solved the Cardinals problem. Yeah. Why didn't we do this the last time when we were actually talking about the Cardinals? Well, because the Giants didn't have two first-round picks. That's that's true. That's true. So, you know, Michael, they this trade wouldn't have happened because last time when we talked about the Cardinals, the Browns didn't have OBJ, baby. They have Odell they have Beckham o- Jr. They have the man, the myth, the legend, Odell Beckham Jr. I saw, like, an Instagram post about, like, like that mentioned Odell and it said Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham and I like got thrown off for a second and I was like wait actually because I'm so used to like seeing the word giant associated with him yeah it's crazy also it's actually speaking of which Mm -hmm. like players associated with teams at you you would kind of when you think of Justin Houston you think of Chiefs however he got cut by the Chiefs so did Eric Berry which was pretty big yeah I expect Eric Berry to go to Cleveland, as we have we have talked about. Man, that would be amazing. Because I would be so happy because John, John, John Dorsey, the John connection. Dorsey connection. But Justin Houston recently signed with the Colts, and we talked about this yesterday, not not on record recording, obviously. But we both really like this move by the Colts mm. 
just because yeah. it, it's only going to make Darius Leonard better. Oh, 100%. The, it, having, you know, Justin Houston as a mentor on the team, but as well as just, you know, another player on the field so that Darius Leonard can get at the quarterback and make plays is huge for him. I really think that this is going to help Darius Leonard have a great year, too. I, I, I fully agree. I, I think yeah, I, I could see Darius Leonard making the Pro Bowl. Mm, very yeah 100 percent. i think this is a very i mean he should have made it this year to be honest i think this is a very underrated signing but i think this is a very good signing by the colts i i fully agree who are no sleeper honestly i mean people i feel like people are sleeping on them they forget how well andrew andrew luck played mvp style well yeah the the second half of this of the last season yeah the the, the colts like i mean they're another team that that has been extremely quiet in this mm. offseason besides getting um Justin Houston and also worth mentioning Jihad Ward almost throwing a medicine ball through the goddamn wall like what's up with that what what are what is he eating out in Indy like, <laughs> but but yeah like <laughs> he just literally yammed it like like not even figuratively if, if you have not seen the video it's literally like it, it, it's camera footage like security you could probably footage. google it right you could it's like security footage of like the Colts trading facility and Jihad Ward is just working out with a medicine ball and he throws it like at the wall to like bounce it off the wall. He just makes a dent in the wall. Like he he, like looks around. He's like surprised. He's like, Oh no, I I just do that. Like he was like, Oh geez. It was so funny. And I've, I've used medicine balls a lot. I back in our days in high school gym, when we would have to use the medicine balls. I don't know if you remember Michael, but I've never dented a wall with a medicine ball before. I have not either. I I think we have to hit the gym more, Michael. I'm gonna be honest. I, we got to get there. I think I think we to, I think we do too. To jihad ward level. I do want to say I think uh, personally I think the last thing that we should kind of bring up before we get uh, segue into our GM before we take over section. Oakland. Before we take over Oakland, Fred. Well, we're not taking over. We are friends with John Gruden. We know this. Yeah, we're gonna we're, we're, we're helping we're ta- him out yeah. this one. We're, he's he's bringing us in to yeah he's help bringing out. us in. I just want to quickly mention uh, Nick Foles, a uh, very rich man now. So is Eric Weddle. So is A B. So is Trent mm. Brown. So is Landon so there, Collins. So is Le'Veon f- Bell. So is probably OBJ soon. Yeah, so is OBJ. Yeah. Very very rich men, but Nick Foles, Jaguars, crazy. They cut like a million players. They sign Nick Foles. Blake Bortles we'll is the now Jag- the backup in uh, L A. The Rams picked him up. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was, like, really weird. Like, Blake Bortles' exit from Jacksonville was very quiet. Yeah, Blake Same thing Bortles, with Ryan like... Tannehill's exit from well, Miami. I I think so, at least personally, that I think Nick Fo- uh, Blake Bortles' exit was more quiet, but I think that's because we, we knew back in, like, November, December, they were going to cut Blake Bortles. They said it. Well, yeah. They said they're preparing to move on. Yeah. We were just waiting. So I think when they cut him... We were all just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, we knew this was happening. We just kind of were waiting for whenever it happened. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, they moved on. He signed with Blake Bor- uh He signed as the back with the Rams, which I think is good for him. He'll get, you know, keep him in the league, and he'll just be sitting pretty behind Jared Goff. Yeah, which feels bad because um the the quarterback for the Birmingham Iron in the AAF, what's his name? I always forget his name. Derek Perez. We talk about him like every week now, I guess. Every week. But, like... but yeah, but could, because he's like him and uh, the Orlando Apollos quarterback are like the only two that are actually. And Johnny Manziel now. 
Johnny Manziel, that's another big thing we should bring up before we help John Gruden out. Johnny Manziel is in the AAF, Michael. <laughs> His I love time it. has come. He's on uh, Memphis, right? Memphis, yeah. So, Michael, do you know what the Memphis uh, quarterback room is right now? It's uh, Zach Mettenberger. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Hackenberg and yep. Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel. Yep, that is the quarterback room in Memphis. That's like... A quarterback graveyard? Like, like, you know, like, the Twitter account Old Takes Exposed? Yeah. Like, from all the people that were like, oh, Christian Hackenberg's going to be good. Oh, Zach Mettenberger's going to be good. Oh, Johnny Manziel's going to be good. And then they all didn't end up doing well in the NFL. And now Mm -hmm. they're all just on the same team. (laughs) Now they're all literally on the same team fighting for a spot in a developmental league. Yeah. It's a uh, it's tough, Michael. I, as as a man with a Johnny Manziel jersey, it is a it's tough out here for us. It is, and that just makes the Memphis what what is his name again? Memphis Express. Oh, you geez. fake. Are you, someone I, hasn't been watching the AF? I haven't. I've Your just, Arizona I've team has slumped a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, Michael. They, yeah, they, well, they lost one or two. They've lost more than just one. I don't know. I I actually really have not been keeping up with the AF. So let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's help out John Gruden. Let's help Michael. out John. Well, John's John and Mike Mayock have actually been making moves because they got AB and they got Trent mm. Brown. Trent Brown yep. is a huge guy. He's he's going. He's a great like literally blocker. a huge guy. Like, like, Michael like, is not exactly like literally a huge guy. <laughs> he's like enormous. Trent. Trent Brown is actually just yeah. He he is just a giant man. Is he not like six seven? I think he's Six, like eight. I think he's like taller than that. Yeah. He he is a he is a big big man. He's a big boy. He had a good and year. He, he su- had a good year in New England. It, it, mm. And now he is the highest paid tackle in history, I think. Yes, yeah. He he, he, he deserves beat out it just Nate because Solder, like, right? he yeah. He deserves it just because he like he literally looks like a guy that just would be an amazing blocker just because he's so big. Oh yeah, I I mean it I'm happy for him, and it's really funny because, you know, quickly, I know we're talking about the Raiders, but it's funny that the past two years, the Patriots starting left tackle has left them to become the highest paid uh, left tackle in the league. If you want to, like, get paid, you go to New England first. You go to New England on a budget, though. That's the thing. If you want to get paid, you go to New England on a budget. You play amazing, and then you just make a ton of money in yeah, and then you get paid. It's literally that easy. Yeah. If any NFL players are listening to this, that is the steps. <laughs> exactly. To, and but I, regardless, we're talking the about Raiders, the Raiders. I mean, yeah, there really isn't much to say about Antonio Brown just because he's Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Like he immediately makes any team a lot better. <laughs> yeah. So and no we, matter we already know, we we don't need to like outline the impact that he's going to have on this team because like mm-hmm. it's it, it's going to be evident. It's going to be like day yeah. one evident because like him and Derek Carr are already like building chemistry, and I I like that on the offense. But what else do the Raiders need to do to on offense to be successful, Cage? Personally, I I think that they need to get a, a better running back. I think you know I'm a big fan of Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, I think he's all right, but I feel like him and Doug Martin did nothing this past season. Yeah, I really feel like just they like were the very island of left. misfit toys now. Yeah, and I think that they should look into the draft to try to, you know, not obviously first round, but mid round, try to find some kind of running back 
to equip to your team, even if, you know, to just as a committee with Doug Martin and Lynch for now, because I think they need to get the running game better because they relied way too much on Derek Carr to make plays. Last season, from everything I've like watched back and seen, and I think that was one of their biggest problems is Derek Carr is good, but he one didn't have as many playmakers around him last year. Amari Cooper didn't fit the scheme. You know, Jordy Nelson did nothing really. He was really lackluster um, in his year there. So I think that Antonio Brown, like you said, he's going to help out no matter where he goes. Trent Brown is going to help out, but they need a running game to get Derek Carr to be able to make these plays downfield. I personally, Michael, think that it would be great if they could have bring back, brought back uh, Jared Cook because I think he had a great year and he built chemistry under that system. Yes. I know it probably would be tough to happen because he's going to want to make a lot of money since he made the Pro Bowl. And also now the Raiders are paying a lot of money for Antonio Brown. So they don't really have this money as well to be dishing out because they have Brown, which is a good thing to have, obviously. I think that, I mean, obviously this shouldn't be – the, the number two pick in the draft for either of these guys, but I think it would be very beneficial if they went after Josh Jacobs or Noah Fant. Because Josh Jacobs oh. is the, I mean, one of the best running back prospects, and he's probably going to go like late first round, early second if round. If he can slip to the Raiders in the second round, I, I really think, or even, I mean, the thing is, Michael, we're talking about Oakland right now. Oakland has three first round picks. Yeah. They, like, they, o- they have the assets to do this. Yeah, Oakland Oakland can get, you know, an edge rusher, which they, they desperately need. If I'm going to – and I don't mean to backtrack here, Michael. I know we're talking about well, yeah, Josh they should Davis, They should definitely get Josh Allen, I feel. With their pick. Or or Joe, Nick Bosa. Yeah, either Nick Bosa or Josh Allen. Which, I, I mean, if in the event that the Cardinals wisen up and take Nick Bosa, then they should take Josh Allen. But – yeah. At the same time, we forget that literally last year they drafted an edge rusher in Arden Key. He he's mm. I mean he's yet to really like make an impact, but I feel like he could do something this season. He could he could do something year two definitely. I mean I I'm not putting it past him, that's for sure. But I, I think they still need to. I mean Michael, if you look at how many sacks that they had as a team, opposed to you know, well like around the league, it it, it was terrible i remember when the browns played the raiders week four this past season they were making they were saying a stat how the raiders team had eight sacks in the first four weeks actually no i apologize they had six sacks in the first four weeks and miles garrett alone had eight or seven like miles garrett had more sacks than the entire team on the raiders did arden key like you said obviously they have a pass rusher but i think you can't have it doesn't hurt to have more pass rushers and I think I, I think Oakland honestly might be the easiest GM job me and you have this offseason because they have so many they have so much draft capital. I think if I'm the Raiders and we're talking to jo- uh, John Gruden and Mike Mayock right now, I'm telling them they need to get a pass rusher with the second pick in the draft, and they need to get Josh Jacobs with their one of their mid round picks. I think so. I I, I fully agree. Because I think, you know, those are the two biggest things. And also, if I were to recommend one other thing, I would definitely say they need to get some kind of cornerback help for the Raiders. I think that they've been struggling with it. And I think that, again, that cornerback depth is something that you a team always wants to keep adding to. You can never have enough good cornerbacks on your team. Uh, it's weird, but, like, I feel like they don't need to worry too much about offense. Like, yes, they need to improve the line a little bit. That would definitely be helpful. 
for Derek Carr, and I think they need to get a running back, but Antonio Brown's going to really do it himself, and he'll really help out the other wide receivers in that room. Yeah, Antonio Brown literally has, like, shown that he, in, like, some cases, has actually carried the Steelers. Yeah, no. uh, So he can can easily do it again. Yeah, he can easily do it again, and I really think that that's a big reason that they can show that John Gruden shouldn't have to be worried because we know he's a good offensive coach. And I think if the Raiders can capitalize on improving their defense, I think Gruden will be able to make the offense work well enough that they won't have to worry about spending all their picks on an offensive offensive players when they have a lot of holes on defense they need to fill as well. I, I, I agree. Do you agree, Michael? I do agree. Oh, my God. Thank gosh. I was worried that you didn't agree. Anything else you think the Raiders should be doing? I think... um. I, th- I think that's really all what they can do from here on out. Because yeah, they did pour I a think... lot of money into Trent Brown and Antonio Brown. so And Antonio Brown. But they were good hires. Like, it, yeah. it was very worth spending it, those they, money. Because left tackle... I mean, yeah. yeah, Left tackle and wide receiver are two just S-tier key positions mm-hmm. for NFL teams. And they lock both down for a long, long time. They have their quarterback locked down for a long, long time. The Raiders are really making good moves. Honestly, I think between them and the Cardinals, the two teams we've done so far in this, I really think that the Raiders are making strides towards being a competitive team next year. You know, they they got two big players, and now if they can just nail the draft right, get a better pass rusher to match up with Arden Key, get a Josh... If they got Josh Jacobs to pair him up with Doug Martin and Marshawn Lynch, you know, slowly work Josh Jacobs up. What, like, better, like running back core to walk into as a rookie than Marshawn Lynch and Doug Martin right now. I mean, 100%. Like, those, it's those, almost those like... Those are two, like, pro bowlers. Marshawn Lynch is probably a Hall of Famer. Mm. Oh, yeah, Marshawn Lynch, I would like to argue, is a Hall of Famer. But, yeah, and, you know, Doug Martin was a multi-pro bowler. It's almost similar, honestly, to, like, if they were to get Josh Jacobs, I look at it as the Bengals when they drafted Joe Mixon. You know, they hadn't Giovanni Bernard and Jeremy Hill at the time. Yeah. But they drafted Joe Mixon, and they slowly worked Mixon up to, like, week six, week seven, to being the lead back. Yeah. So it started off with a big committee between the three of them, because they, but they knew once Mixon got more reps, he'd be able to take the reins. And then once he did, it, that was it. And I really think that the Raiders should replicate that formula with a running back this year. And so that way they have a good, uh, you know, future starting running back that has learned between two great running backs. Mm. But that's that's all I have to really talk about I, I, for the Raiders. I, I think I've expended everything too. Yeah, and I mean at perfect timing too. It looks like we're you know getting right around our time that we usually bid farewell and wrap up. Yeah. Is there any other thing you'd like to say, Michael? Um, I think we uh, should plug our social media cage. Oh, I think we should plug our social media. We are at first and ten pod on Twitter. That's at first and number ten pod on Twitter. And we are at first and symbol number ten on Facebook. You can also find us at first and number ten sports.com. That's a website Michael and I pay money for, because we pay money and that we don't have for websites. Uh that's Love for you to check us out. We actually got some people following us on there. I got an email about last week, which is really cool. Freaking cool, if I say so myself. That people we don't know were following our website. Pretty That's freaking awesome. sweet. It's pretty sweet. I'm happy with that. And as always, we are on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, Podcasts, everything. We are on everything. You can find us on anywhere. Tell all your friends about us. Let them know if they like casual sports, football, podcasts. 
bi-weekly until the season starts as weekly, then to check out first and ten. And my name's Cajun. That's all I got, Michael. <laughs> and my name is Mike. <laughs> and I want you all to have a great rest of your weekend. See you, cuties.